This is The Good Pod Guide, where I, Lauren Windle, listener of a million podcasts, let you know what to spend your commute listening to. Think of me as the Simon Cowell of podcasts, or at the very least, the Paula Abdul. I need a good hand cream, a really good, because my hands are crusty, like next level crusty. It's because I pick at them, I, I can't help it. I think it's an anxious thing. I pick at the skin around my nails. I remember once being at you, you know how when someone says something mean to you that really means nothing and they won't have thought about it for like 20 seconds afterwards, but it's still in your mind 20 years later. Well, it's not, it's not quite 20, 20 years, 10 years, right? I remember going into a kebab shop after going to a club and going to pay for something and the guy behind the counter goes, oh, look at your hands. Your hands look like witch hands. And it's really stuck with me. I replied with something that I thought was quite quick was, oh, I thought that fat people were supposed to have good personalities. And actually, my hands are just really crusty, like next level crusty. I need a really, I need recommendations for a really good hand cream because I pick at the skin as well. I like pick at the skin around the nails. I don't bite my nails, but I properly go for it with the skin. And if I'm stressed, I like, you know, all bets are off. I'll keep going, you know. It doesn't matter if it all gets red, raw and gross. So I need a really good hand cream. You know how sometimes someone <laughs> someone insults you and they won't even have thought about it, you know, for more than like 20 seconds after they said it, but like years and years down the line, you still remember. I remember I was at uni in Brighton and I went <laughs> went to a kebab shop after a club and I went to order my kebab and chips, probably cheesy chips knowing me. And the guy was like, oh, look at your hands. You've got like witch's hands. Bear in mind, I was like 20 or 21 at this point. So I was not expecting to have like someone cast my old lady hands. And they've definitely disintegrated since then even. So I'd hate to hear what he thought about them now. That has really bloody stuck with me. Like I can really, I can remember it clearly. I can't remember what he looks like, but I remember the shame of feeling like I have witch's hands in that moment. And then I replied with an insult that I... <laughs> that I got off of um, EastEnders. I remember Phil Mitchell saying this to Sonia Jackson. It was something like, oh, I thought ugly people were supposed to have good personalities. <laughs> and that's what I said. Zing. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, EastEnders has just given me so much through my childhood, just taught me so much, including that. So thanks, Phil Mitchell. Anyway, today we're talking about the writer's voice. And I feel like I'm a writer and you are listening to my voice. So you've already got a good grasp of the key components, except the difference in this case is that these writers have all been published by the New Yorker. The only publication that even I know I shouldn't bother submitting to. And I am notorious for bandying about my work left, right and centre, convinced that every editor will go for it, or at least hoping that I'll catch them like at a tired moment where they'll decide to commission me, you know, in a moment of madness. But I do draw the line at the inevitable rejection email that would come from an editor at the New Yorker. Or what's more likely is the complete silence that would come from an editor at the New Yorker. And in fact, that realization, that sort of self-deprecating stance on submissions has not stopped me from looking at the submissions page for the New Yorker several times 
And I can tell you that their editors reply within three to six months, if at all, apparently. So we're the New Yorker. We're just so, you know, drowning in talented writers' submissions. Anyway, let's talk about the writers that the New Yorker do think are better than me and are worth commissioning. You know, not in a bitter way, but just worth flagging up. So this podcast has writers read the fictional stories that they've written for The New Yorker. It's hosted by Deborah Treesman, who introduces the writer. She's actually their fiction editor, should have said. She introduces the writer and the piece, and then the writer just starts reading it. If you're going to listen, I suggest starting off with Lauren Groff, who reads her piece, The Wind, which is about domestic violence and the way that everyone in a small town community knows what's happening, but nobody steps in, which is really powerful. There's also one that we loved by George Sanders, and it's called Elliot Spencer. And I think he won the Man Booker Prize, not for this, but for his but so, you know, tried and tested when it comes to fiction writing, this guy. Anyway, so this podcast is about this guy who's trying to learn language and he goes on a bit of journey, getting in trouble and learning about himself. And, and that's kind of the story. And I realize that that's all pretty vague, but I don't want to go into any more detail than that because there's a pretty decent reveal in it. And I don't want to spoil that for you, which is a total cop out, but listen to it and let me know what you think. Oh, also though, heads up, that one's a little longer. It's about 50 minutes, but it is a good listen. There are 200 or so episodes and each is somewhere between 20 and 50 minutes. Listen, you know, if I said I thought it was crap, you would be like, oh, you know, she's so bitter. She's just this writer who hasn't been commissioned by the New Yorker, who's not probably not going to be commissioned. Do <laughs> you like the way I added him probably quickly by the New Yorker, you know, and she just wants to grind them down because she's not good enough. And you would be right. So I'm just going to be the bigger person and say, look, you know, it's good. It's good, all right? It's good writing. It's good. You'll like it. Listen to it. Or don't. You know, whatever. In the next episode, I tell one of the most boring stories ever about my jumper. And I also review the podcast, They Walk Among Us. You can get more info on the show online at www.goodpodguide.com or follow us at Good Podguide on Instagram and Twitter. 